0: It's time to light it up. My name is Matt Hallisey and welcome to the Sales Cheat Code Podcast, the only sales podcast where we learn how to effortlessly land more clients than you can handle by doing the exact opposite of what we were taught to do. How do we do this? By not provoking people to give us objections because what we're doing reminds them of all the other pushy salespeople they've had try to sell them using the same tired tactics that they learn from mainstream sales trainers. Instead, we introduce you to the sales cheat code, the instinctive reactions deeply programmed inside all of us that make people automatically want to buy from us. The crazy thing is you don't need to have any talent or experience to enjoy these results. You just have to know the cheat code. All right, everybody, we have a great episode today. Today, we're going to talk about a model that I've created to really help diagnose how to improve your mindset. Now, in a prior episode, we talked about the difference between alphas and betas. Are you an alpha or are you a beta? But today, we're going to show you how to actually diagnose it and how to determine exactly where you stand. And for those who aren't familiar with financial statements, basically, it's a statement that a business comes out with And it tells them where they are as far as cash flow, and it helps them diagnose business problems, identify where they are, and really help guide them on the exact next steps they need to take to make their business more profitable or to help them grow. And it also gives them opportunities to tell them what are the biggest levers that they can pull to make the biggest difference in profitability and in success in general. And so what does that have to do with mindset? Well, normally nothing, to to be fair. But today we're going to talk about a model that I created to really diagnose your mindset. And we're going to model it after a financial statement. So if you have the ability to take notes, whether you're on a tablet or you have pen and paper, you want to type it on your laptop, whatever you have, I would recommend taking notes. You can pause this as you go along and maybe rewind it if you need to. But today we're going to talk about what I call the inner game financial statement model. Now, inner game is a term in the community for us to really help identify where we are at with our mindset. And so that is actually contrasted to what we call outer game. So when we were in the community and we were out talking to people, talking to girls in groups, just doing what we're doing, we had what we called outer game. So outer game is basically anything that somebody else can see outwardly. It could be the way you dress. It could be the way you stand. It could be body positioning. It could be anything that literally you could observe or sense anything. And the thing is, most guys, when they're trying to do better with women, they focus on outer game. They focus on having expensive clothes or even coming up with lines that they would use. try to be more successful, which realistically, none of that works, especially on their own and especially the last one that just never works. Inner game, on the other hand, is everything that you can't see. It's everything going on inside your head. It's the battle for morale that you have going on every single day. So it doesn't mean you have to be in perfect shape. You don't have to look like a professional soccer or tennis player for you to really have a good mindset about yourself. I mean, the people in the community that I had as mentors, you look at Diesel and Chupa, well, Diesel was about six foot, average height, and was a little balding and had a pot belly. Chupa, on the other hand, I don't know, is about the same height, maybe 5'10", five, 5'11", five, pretty skinny, and was an extremely introverted software engineer. So not exactly the model of somebody who's going to own the room when he walks in, at least so you think but inside they had a rock solid ironclad inner game. In other words, they never had doubts about who they were, what their strengths were, what they had to offer people, and what their true authentic value was in this world. And so it's the same with us. You could go out and be the most attractive guy in the world and try to pick up girls and you're gonna fall flat on your face if your inner game sucks, if your mindset is just terrible. On the other hand, it doesn't really matter what's going on. I mean, you could have a lot of problems physically. And if your inner game is in a really good spot, you're going to have a lot of success attracting girls. And so with sales, both of those things are the same thing. You can wear an Armani suit to a sales appointment, and it doesn't mean you're getting the sale at all. In fact, it could work against you. On the other hand, you could sit here and have an appointment where you're not necessarily dressing to impress the other person and have no problem closing that business nonstop. I mean, it's just inner game is the number one lever that determines whether or not you're going to make the sale. And in fact, a lot of lessons that we talk about here on our podcast really are encompassed in the area of inner game. So let's skip to the model. In a financial statement, On the very top of the financial statement, you have what are called gross revenues. And that's basically the money coming into your business. So if you own a cookie store, it's the money that people pay you for your cookies. It's it's that simple. Now, what revenues are in the inner game model is it's what you tell people about yourself and what you tell people about your product and your business. You have a great product, you have the best warranty, you give the great service, If you need anything, we'll solve any problem that you have, all the stuff that you love bragging about. Let's just say they completely believe you, they took you at your word, and they absolutely love hearing what you're telling them. Well, now we have to deal with expenses. And expenses are the things on the financial statement is where you have the money coming into your business, but now you have to spend it on other things. And so at the end of it, you either have a net profit or a net loss. So if you have that cookie store and you have this money coming in for the cookies, but you're spending all this money on batter and electricity and staffing, and at the end of it, you lost money, well, that's not good. That's not a good sign for your cookie store. But on the other end, if your expenses are in line and you're managing things well and you come with a profit, then you know what? Your cookie store is doing well and and life's in a good spot. Where revenues are things that you want to tell people about yourself or your product, Expenses are different. They're the things you don't want people to know. They're generally broken down into four areas. They're fears, worries, inferiorities, and insecurities. They're things that you're scared of. They're things that you're worried is going to happen, which is just a forward-projecting fear. They're things that you feel inferior to other people about, or they're things that you feel insecure about yourself. And Generally, what happens is you tell people that you have this great product and all this great, amazing stuff that you brag about. But inside, you have this completely sabotaged mindset where you have one or more than one of those coming in and undercutting everything that you're saying. And so you think that people don't see it because you're not saying it, but it's being broadcast subconsciously. So in one sense, you have this one message going out saying everything's great. And in the other sense, just in a different frequency, it's still going out it's saying don't believe this guy cuz he doesn't even believe it he's having his own issues with himself and so they send conflicting messages people don't get it and they they get this asynchronous conflicting message and they're not comfortable buying this is what launches objections guys it has nothing to do with your product your price or anything it's the fact that you're sending and i'm i've been part of this in the past too but you're sending contradictory messages And people aren't getting a unified front. So it'd be like if you're going to the store and one of your friends says, hey, I really like that jacket on. You should get it. And the other friend says, you're going to look like a tool if you wear that jacket. Well, what are you going to do? Well, I can tell you one thing. You're not getting that jacket. And it has nothing to do with the jacket. It's just that there's two conflicting messages going out. And in the end, you're either going to have that same profit or a loss. If you have a profit, it means you're probably making the sale, and it means if you, if you have a loss, it means you're not making the sale. So the question is, what do you do? Well, you don't really have to worry about the revenue so much because it's a natural part. There's nothing really that you need to change. But what you really want to do, and this is what we did in the community, a lot of what we did wasn't necessarily trying to pick up girls because that's not what we tried to do, but it was really about self-development. It was really about having a proper understanding of what our own value in the world should be. And especially to women, because women, like we talk about, were the thermometer. They told us whether we were full of it or they told us whether what we were saying and doing was actually based in reality. And so the homework that you guys want to have from this podcast is think about it and write these down if you need to. I I did these as well. What are the things that you're scared of? Are you scared of failure? Maybe you're scared of success. Are you scared of looking stupid? could be something like that. What are your worries? Are you worried that you'll never succeed in your job? Are you worried that you're going to get written up? Are you worried that you're going to get fired? Are you worried that you're never going to be a success to those around you? Are you worried that you're going to be in a dead-end job 10 years from now? I mean, be honest with yourself. This is It's not about you just trying to gloss things over. You really want to get nitty gritty and just very, very specific in what these things are. So you make sure that you're covering all of them. The same thing goes with inferiorities. Do you feel inferior to people? Yeah, I did. I I never thought I was a natural. I thought I was one of the people that was always going to struggle. And the people that were really great at sales, they were just different. They were better. They won the sales lottery. They're just better at sales than me. Insecurities, is it the same thing? Do you have a lisp? Do you have an accent? Are you short, tall? Do you have one arm? I mean, it could literally be anything. And these are the things that tend to hold a lot of people back. but in in the end, it really doesn't matter. What you want to do is really address these things and and confront them for what they are. If you're really scared about something and you're worried that, oh my gosh, I'm never going to make this sale. I'm you know all these things that you're generally afraid of really the solution to that is really identifying are they really based in reality? In other words, if you went back a month, how many of these things that you wrote down that you said you're scared of, how many of them occurred? Maybe go back three months. And for a lot of people, you may get one or two that show up, but they're intermittent at best, but most of them never ever occur. The same thing applies to worries, which are nothing more than forward-projecting fears. In the end, Listen, you're either going to have success or you're not. You can't control tomorrow. You can't control a month from now. And if for whatever reason you're in a job and it's the wrong job, that's okay. It happened to me before. And then you roll into the next job and it seems like nothing's different and yet you crush it in that next job. But you can only control today. And you can only control the situation that you're in right now. And when you distill it down to small little instances, for lack of a better term, then you're not trying to solve next Thursday's problem. You're just trying to figure out right now. And when you take that problem and shrink it down to the smallest possible, most pressing current problem that you could face, it's a heck of a lot easier to surmount and conquer that problem than it is to figure out what you're going to do two Fridays from now when there's no way in the world you could project that. Now, when it comes to inferiorities and insecurities, these get a little bit more personal. So let's say you have an accent, which I know I hear a lot of people say, well, I'm never going to be good because I have this accent. I'm not from this country. Or maybe you have a lisp. But the thing is, people absolutely don't care about that. What they care about is your level of confidence. So if you have an accent, it could be a French accent, a Vietnamese accent, a Mexican accent. It could be anything. The accent is not what's holding you back. People do not care about that at all. What they do care about is whether or not this preconception that you have about your accent is destroying your confidence. And that end result on whether or not you are confident is the thing that they're gonna feed off of and determine whether they wanna work with you. So own it. If you have an accent, own it. Make fun of it. Make fun of yourself. I mean, my family's Irish, that's what we do. But just own what you're doing. And when people realize that you're comfortable in your own skin, they don't even notice it anymore. In fact, you probably will stop noticing it because they will definitely stop noticing it. And in the end, when you shrink these expenses, and they might have been this really long list that you had, which is totally fine because mine was really long too, and you end up just slowly, one by one by one, trimming or eliminating one at a time, it gets down to a point where you trim these expenses down, and instead of two totally contradictory messages going out to somebody, and of course they're not going to buy when that happens, You have this one message of confidence that you're telling people what you want them to hear. And on the other end, you have this muted, almost non-existent expenses message where they know that there's not this battle going on inside of you. So you're back to the guy saying, should I get this jacket? And one friend says, yeah, the jacket's going to look great on you. And the other one says, I don't really have anything bad to say about it. And guess what happens? You buy the jacket. And in this instance, you make the sale. But it all starts with diagnosing yourself according to this model. Have an unvarnished honesty with yourself, almost to a point where it makes you wanna cry. <laughs> and that's probably the point when you know you're doing it right. And then start to pick the smallest, easiest one to address first. And as you start to erode these, you're gonna see your results follow in kind. Thank you for joining us today on the Sales Cheat code Podcast. You've just taken the crucial step to improve the trajectory of your life, not just in sales, but in every area of your life. The path to your new destiny has only just begun. You're already ahead of 99% of your competition because you've discovered the cheat code to sales and to finally take control of your life and claim your new destiny. Now it's time to cash in. To head over to thesalescheatcode.com slash podcast and get started by claiming the killer goodies that I've set aside exclusively for you as a thank you for being a new listener. And while you're there, make sure to subscribe to our email list and our YouTube channel. So you get our most cutting edge sales cheats sent to you as soon as they're released. Don't wait, do it right now. I can't wait to meet up with you for our next episode and I'll talk to you soon.